everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Elite Bitcoin Holder Show. Today is January the 6th, 2021, and it's also January the 7th. It's the middle of the night. Strong hand, conviction. All right, I want to start this show off with a flashback. We're going to talk about some productive habits and some things that I want to do and some uh, some things you can learn from. Anyway, why you should ignore what most people say about Bitcoin. That was the title of an email I sent someone on March the 5th, 2014. I've gone back into my archives and looked at my old emails just to see when I started talking about uh, Bitcoin to friends and relatives. And this will uh, pertain to a theme I'll talk about later, you know, keeping track of uh, of past uh, past predictions and past ideas, especially. Uh, so, again, this was sent on March the fifth, twenty fourteen, and I link to an article, uh, an old nineteen ninety four Time Magazine article. So, again, why you should ignore what most people say about Bitcoin, and the reason is this article, and because this is what most people were saying about the internet back in 1994. The article is insane from 1994. It just, it rips on the internet as a dangerous place. I'll link to it below. It it was exactly what people were saying about Bitcoin in 2014. And I went on to say, it sounds exactly the same as what they are saying about Bitcoin today. Cryptocurrencies will be huge by the end of the decade. And I said that, on March the 5th, 2014, basically that, yeah, they're fudding on Bitcoin, just like uh, Time Magazine fudded on the internet in, in 1994. And now we're laughing our butt off at that. It's just as ridiculous to FUD on Bitcoin here in 2014. And cryptocurrencies will be huge by the end of this decade. And of course, the end of the decade was 2019. And yes, I my, my prediction was correct and uh, strong hand right there. Now, something I really want to do, as you know, I have a system, I do these shows, I work out, I fast, and it's, it's a pretty uh, tight system. It's fun. I enjoy it. I travel. Uh, but something that I want to do is just, I want to have a sabbatical day from my system. Now, of course, you could say, well, that that's the Sabbath. The original sabbatical day was the Sabbath. But on the Sabbath, of course, I, I go to synagogue and I do a few other things. I just want to have a day in the middle of the week where I read all of my old ideas that I have written down. Some are written down on scraps of paper, but something that I like to do and something a good habit to get into is just write down your ideas on the notepad on your computer. Okay, and you probably have a notepad on your phone too for those of you who don't have computers anymore. I know that there's a few of you out there that are like that. Uh, pound that like button, even though this is only audio. Just felt like saying that. <laughs> That's part of my system too. Just saying pound that like button, kind of wacky, isn't it? So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I over time on all these notepads on various laptops of mine, and I keep moving it. You know, when I get a new laptop, which is rare, I move the old stuff to the new. Uh, and I sometimes I've run them down in emails. Also, I have all these ideas, and I've gone back here and there and seen how some of the ideas have evolved. Uh, some of them were ridiculous ideas. Some were good ideas that have become part of my uh, my sayings that I say on my my show, the inspired sayings of mine. So I would just love to take a day off, and I, I gotta I gotta do this soon, okay? 
because I can do this. I, I work for myself. I should be able to do this and just read. I mean, some of these notepads, it, it, a lot of ideas. I mean, I've got hundreds of ideas uh, <laughs> and just read them all and refresh my memory. And maybe they will inspire something else, something completely new. And some might be embarrassing to me. Uh, well, nothing's embarrassing to me, but some I might say, oh, I was naive back then. And, and I've learned, I've learned a lesson. Now, I, I'm, so a good habit to get into is just writing down your ideas. Another good habit is actually reviewing the ideas and not just letting them rot away. Because I mean, I've got ideas back from 2013 that I haven't reviewed for a while. And some of them were like Bitcoin businesses and stuff, obviously stuff I wouldn't want to get into. And I, I want to bring that up because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read some other old emails from the 2013 and 2014 period. And keep a journal too. I keep a journal. I saw that the first time I mentioned, uh, Bitcoin in my journal. Now I was in the big, I knew about Bitcoin before this date was April the 4th of 2013. And I was also talking about how Chris Davis had hit, had hit three, a home run in the first three games of the year or something like that. Yeah. Back when Chris Davis was good in 2013. So for the Orioles, so you, you know how much time has uh, gone by since then. But I, I, I wrote about Bitcoin. I said, people are like excited about Bitcoin. It's been in the news. That was during a spike, an early spike in 2013. It, it was only in like wasn't really in the mainstream news, but it it, it had uh, re-peaked my interest in it, to, to say the least. Uh, when, But I didn't buy it back then. I didn't buy it in April on April 4th of 2013. I waited all the way until November until it had another spike in 2013. Because you do know 2013 was the original 2017, and 2021 is the uh, 2017 on steroids, right? Those are every, uh, you know, 210,000 block theory. Uh, it. it Every 210,000 blocks, roughly every four years, Bitcoin is a, has a, right after the halving, Bitcoin has a wild, uh, wild time. So that was after the 2012 halving. Uh, well, well, anyway, uh, you know, it's good, it's good to keep a journal too and, and to review your old ideas. So what I, what I've seen uh, from, from my notepads and what I recall is that I was wrong about Bitcoin on a certain level at first. I, I knew it was going to be as big as the internet or bigger than the internet. Okay. I, I grasped that, but I thought the people, the way they got rich on the internet where they started internet based businesses, I mean, you couldn't own the internet. You had to start an internet business. So I thought, you know, I got to come out up with a Bitcoin business idea. And I, I came up with some and I was, I mean, 2013, 14, and 15, I was still writing some down. And even when I was in South Africa, I remember I was I wanted to talk to Lauren Gamaroff about one. Uh, but by 2016, I really, I really grasped that you know, do nothing with your Bitcoin. Do nothing. It was, so it, it's I think it's very natural for people to want to do something with their Bitcoin. There was something with me. That was what I defaulted to. I, I thought I had to do something with my Bitcoin. Thank God I, I didn't do anything with my Bitcoin. And I, I did come again by, by the middle of 2016, I was full, you know, this is a savings account. You do nothing with it. And that, you know, that became one of my sayings, do nothing with your Bitcoin. So today, today was a pretty incredible day. Bitcoin got to 36,000 for the first time. Then it got to 37,000 for the first time. Feels like we've been through this before. Uh, when it got from 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 on the same day, it, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing run. So when we look back, uh, and we get a big smile on our face when I look at this uh, email from December 10th, 
2013. I sent this to a friend of mine who's in tech on December 10th, 2013, seven years ago. What over seven? What do you think about Bitcoin? I am a believer. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm I'm glad I was a believer that early. Uh, so I'm giving you a little insight into my in, into my evolution here. December 7th, 2013, I sent to a friend. We were having a, a, a conversation over email about Bitcoin. I sent him some articles and I sent him this, December 7th, 2013. I get, got in on it at $650 or so. I'm a big believer in it. I thought you would have interest because at worst, it is just a gamble and you have gambled money before. I bought mine from Coinbase, which is a very reliable site. You can buy less than one. You may be able to even buy less than 0.1. <laughs> and I sent him an article from CNBC on Dece that was uh, written on December 12th, of December 2nd of 2013. It says, meet Bitcoin Jesus, a virtual currency millionaire. So it's about Roger Ver, and it's a good article about Bitcoin. I thought it would inspire my friend. Uh, he says, hmm, well, it, well that help, does help knowing that. It seems great for the dude in the article, though. That is awesome. I just worry that by the time I would get in, all of the luck would stop. Though things have been going well, th though things have been going well for my serious stock, serious radio, I might have to talk to you about it to learn some more. So he's in that traditional mentality. Oh, my serious stock and luck might run out. He's, he's treating it as a gamble. And maybe he'll talk to me more about it. Uh, and he went on to say in another December 7th, uh, 2013, this is all around December 7th, 2013. Uh, maybe this is our shot at, at being a millionaire. I'm going to read up. <laughs> so he talked, uh, he talked a big game there and he was right. This was our shot at being a millionaire, but he just kept on talking and I kept on walking I had already walked. I had already got bought two Bitcoin at that point for $650 each around that. Uh, he is still a no coiner seven years later and I'm a millionaire seven years later. Uh, and he, he, I mean, he, he follows my story still. He's ha he's very happy for me. So that, that's nice. He, he's not bitter. He's not a bitter no coiner, but he had the opportunity. I got the email proof. He said he wanted to know more, but he, he had that serious stock mentality. Serious radio. Not that he was serious about stocks either, but you know, this is something new. I like my serious. I like my stocks. Maybe my luck will run out. And reading was important in my evolution back then because there really weren't videos about it. <laughs> and I, I, I sent him that uh, that CNBC article I thought was great at the time, and. Here is an article from November the 22nd of 2013 that I sent a relative of mine from the Washington Post. It says, no, Bitcoin isn't the segue of currencies. And here's a quote from it. And you can, and I'm linking to this for you podcast people. I don't usually link to the articles, but I'm linking to these articles below. So you can read them and get a big laugh and get a big smile on your face that I read these. And I didn't just read about them. I didn't just talk about them. I in, understood them and I made moves based on them. And here's a quote. And he's right. Bitcoin is nowhere close to being ready for use by ordinary consumers. But the big difference between Bitcoin and a Segway is that a Segway is a finished consumer product, while Bitcoin 
is a technology platform. The Segway was basically as good as it was going to get the day it was released. Bitcoin has the potential to become steadily better over time. And believe you me, I, I grasped that concept. Okay, I integrated that into my way of life. Bitcoin has the potential to become steadier, steadily better over time. All right, dudes. And uh, now time has passed. And wow, I, I, I am quite happy and proud that I integrated those articles and long-term thinking and knew that, yeah, it was rough then. It seemed like a gamble then. Uh, it, it was hard. But I, I knew by the end of the decade, I said it in that, in that other email, by the, it was going to change. It was going to be big. And wow, was I right? And now, look, we're in the next decade, the freaking golden age, and it's taken over, baby. So I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. I hope you enjoyed this podcast-only Elite Bitcoin Holder Show. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.